Well, well, well. Hey, what's up? What's up? <clears throat> All right. How are we starting this puppy off? We need to add music at some point, too. Get a little music yeah. going. The, the problem is, uh, and we could cut this part, but the problem is the music only shows up if you listen to the episode in, on Anchor app. So, like, oh, I've tried... Well, what I've, if you, like... Oh, okay, I get it. You see what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't translate to Apple or Spotify. So oh, I've tried to I've tried to add like a little a Lil Wayne intro before to our a Lil Wayne our, intro <laughs> a Lil Wayne intro yeah, yeah to our other pod and uh, it only shows up in the Anchor app. So is this how most know. people do it? Like, is this how the big podcasters do it? Do they- no, they have like there are other platforms out there that uh, that cost a little bit per month. Yeah. So once we start making like a million per pod, then it'll be Easy. like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That sounds chill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where do we want to start? Um, I guess we can start off with some sort of intro. I know it'll probably change. Yeah. All right. You you can you can start with the intro. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. So this is where we'll cut when I know like when I say the intro. Okay, like one twenty. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Write that down. All right. So welcome to two guys and a mic. This is our first attempt at a podcast. Both brilliant minds, yet <laughs> about to be flame. Yeah, not uh, not yet acquainted in the podcast arena yet, but that'll change fairly quickly. So happy to be here on this beautiful Saturday morning, eleven ten a.m. Central Time. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start by kind of just talking about random stuff, find our groove, see what people like, and then run with it. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, I was looking at there's another podcast i'm in called happy to disagree with my with my dad and two brothers and we our 2018 stats were 991 total listens that's pretty and, good yeah and i think that averaged out to like 82 per episode so we're that's hoping to uh, hoping to blow them out of the water this year with two guys one two guys and a mic heck yeah um and so what are we starting out with today college college football well, yeah, first of all, we're brought to you by The Brew. The, the uh, Morning Brew, our, our heavy paying sponsor. The Morning Brew. <laughs> so they're not our paying sponsor yet, but we got to come at them with some leverage. So we're going to say, hey, dude, like we're speaking to like 50,000 members at <laughs> yeah. some point in time. And uh, you should start ponying up. Yeah, uh, we brought but, you a lot of customers. But if you're interested in business news, like a, a daily newsletter on business news and just kind of what's going on in the world, it's really good. Uh, email newsletter to sign up for and uh it basically takes all the boring parts of reading the wall street journal and the new york <laughs> times and like puts them into a fun condensed version sent to your email every day mornings. yeah it's pretty much the only reason i know anything that's going on so we also need to establish if we're uh pro language on this podcast yeah why well, there's no way we could do the whole thing without yeah so yeah that's right. what i'm saying it's just filler for me so I mean, we could try, but I feel like it's just like it'd be more entertaining, right? And some of the some of the guests we might have on are just gonna, oh yeah, they're not gonna follow the rules anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, good, yeah. So let's um, get this shit rolling then. I guess like the way we kind of had it set up is like maybe ninety percent sports and ten percent like what's going on in the world, like business, something like that. Um, 
obviously that could change, but that's kind of how our first episode is going to be. So um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Feel free <laughs> to uh, spread the word to your friends, family, and anyone who you think would uh, benefit from the pod. Heck yeah. I guess let's uh, get right in. College football has been, wow, it's been on one lately. I mean, bowl season, I feel like, is a lot. Yeah, there's so many games. The there's first, so many like, games. The first 80% are just like unwatchable unless you have money on the game. I feel and like. I, I'm watching I'm watching a couple of games where like TCU and Baylor are playing. It's like, do they really deserve to be in a bowl? They were six and six. <laughs> like Baylor, Vanderbilt? Yes. Or TCU, <laughs> or whoever they played. The Cheez-It Bowl? Yeah, the Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> Wait, what was there, – there was a lot of going on in that game. What was the deal of the Cheez-It Bowl? Everyone said it was like kind of stupid. Did you not watch it? No. Oh, my gosh. It, it, there were, like, nine interceptions total. And the game, it was, like, 7-7 at the end of the game. It was, like, the wor- It was like such ugly football that it was actually really entertaining. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, I, I totally missed that. And partly because there's so many bowl games. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Toledo and my, my playing. Thing about it is, like, that in the Michigan – did you watch the Michigan-Florida game? Uh, No. But so, that goes against your cupcake theory, which we can talk about. See, I don't think it does, though, because like, <laughs> like Michigan didn't play half their defense because they're getting ready for the draft. Yeah, that's true. So it's like bowl games used to be like a chance for you to prove your conference and prove your worth and stuff like that. And now people don't care at all about the bowl. So what's your take on that as far as uh, Will Greer sitting out, as far as defensive, all these defensive backs sitting out of their game to get ready for the NFL draft? I mean, it's definitely like their choice, like, but I, I, I talked to a, so I have a buddy that um, he was a walk-on tight end at LSU. And so he was there when uh, Leonard Fournette uh, chose to sit out of the bowl game. And he said no one in the locker room cared that he sat out. And I was like, kind of shocked that no one cared that like their best player wasn't going to play with them in their last game. But it's like everyone in that locker room understands like, oh, okay, well, he's about to go make a million dollars. Why would he play in this pointless bowl game? Right. But as far as like the sports media world and everything like that, how are you ever supposed to get an opinion on a conference if like if you don't make the college football playoff, then no one no one plays in their game? Yeah. Like West Virginia, that could have been a big win for the Big 12, but Will Greer didn't play, and so they right. had a chance. And the backup looked terrible. Yeah. Also, Syracuse looked really good that game. I watched Probably the, like the, I watched the good. West Virginia's good is because of Will Greer. Yeah, for sure. And Dana Holgerson. I like Dana Holgerson. I think he's a good yeah. coach. But he's going to Houston. Yeah, so he got hired by Houston. And then West Virginia had hired the Troy coach. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because that guy sucked. Allison. What, what do you think of the semifinal games? So Notre Dame Clemson and Colin Cowherd said this. He said he bet his 401k that Clemson would cover. And I should have. <laughs> I saw that clip. If I had a 401k, <laughs> I should have because I, I deep down I knew that Clemson was going to kill him. I didn't think it would be 30 to 3. I didn't I didn't think Notre Dame would be held to only one like only one field goal. They couldn't even get in field goal range again to have a second field goal. Dude, that was bad. They just got they, Clemson just looks like a different type of football team. and that, Like, their athletes are just different. Exactly. And they're missing one of their key defensive linemen. Yeah. So, I mean, bad. to me, that game, 
mixed with the Bama Clemson game and we can, I mean, sorry, Bama OU game. And we could talk more about that game as well, but it just like the college football playoff so far hasn't worked because no underdog team has beat um, that, that's a favorite team. It needs to be, I think it needs to be eight teams. Really? Yes. See that. First of all, the, you're right. It hasn't worked. And Bama and Clemson have like ruined college football. Because it's like it's hasn't the college football playoff era hasn't been fun for anyone but those two teams. Yeah, and then Ohio State one year, but it's just like, like at least with the uh, when it was the BCS, you always kind of felt like your team would have a chance to get to get in and win. And sometimes like Bama, Bama wasn't in every single year, you know. Right. Um, and so, but with eight teams, I think the reason why Bama and Clemson have learned to be so good in these semifinal games is because they have a month to prepare for it. Yeah. Like, they have a month. They have not only the best athletes and the best facilities, also probably the best coaches, and they have a month to prepare for one team. Yeah. And, but the, and not uh, but, only that, but, like, their freshmen right now are getting a month more of practice than every other, every other kid in the country. Every year they're getting a month more of practice. But the other team, but the other the other team's getting a month. No, yeah, I understand that, but it's like, do you not think that uh, OU would have a better chance playing Alabama with a week to prepare? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I hate. I mean, I'm not saying. I think that I think that gives Saban and Dabo a bigger uh, edge than it would give any other coach in the coach in the country because they've been there, preparing for that exact game four or five times already. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give Saban a month, and I wouldn't give Dabo a month, and I wouldn't give Belichick a month. I mean, those get, they're just – it's too much time. Yeah, that's why Belichick tries to get a bye every single year. Yeah, because he, like, has, he has like 18 days to figure out every little nuance of who he's playing. Yeah, so that's if it was eight teams, how they would do it is they would have conference championships on like the 15th or the 14th of December or whatever, the 10th, the 8th. Then you would give them two weeks, and they would play the weekend before Christmas, those four games. And I'm not saying Bama's going to lose to UCF or anything like that. You might even get the same four teams in the semifinal, and you might not. But if you're – first of all, OU would have a lot more confidence if they just beat LSU and then they play Bama. For sure. And they have a week. It's like when you have a week to prepare, anything can happen. When you have a month to prepare, I'd say the team that is better – usually has a would have a higher shot of winning yeah i see what you're saying just expedite the process a little bit yeah it's like in college basketball there probably so much goes wrong because you, you have like two days to prepare for your next opponent usually right and then sometimes a week so the argument to your 18 playoff theory is that it takes away from the regular season what well i think like i think the regular season doesn't really matter once you get in the playoffs Right, but like there are games that matter going into it, like Georgia Bama. Why would anyone watch that? Because it's still Georgia Bama. It's still the SEC championship game. Yeah, but there's a chance that and if like, Bama gets if Bama blows out Georgia, people would then, have been talking about Georgia being in the playoff. Yeah, but Georgia would still be in the top eight, so they'd still have a chance. So it's like the Bama Georgia game doesn't mean as much at that point. Maybe I don't know if Georgia gets beat by thirty. Are they still in? Uh the top eight. You have to think they're in if UCF is in. I mean, so they're ahead of. And the Ohio State North, yeah, I mean, 
the Ohio State Northwestern game doesn't mean as much because Ohio State's already in. Unless they lose. Yeah. You know it's it's like, interesting. And you know you know Saban will just be he's irate that he hasn't even play a team before the championship. And he would just be like he wouldn't he he would have to play three games in an eighteen players. No, I know. No, I know, but it's like if Bama's going to win anyway, it's like, why do I – Nick Saban's viewpoint is if Bama's going to win anyway, why do I have to play two teams before I'm going to win, before yeah, I even see, get a I chance to know. win? I just don't know if Bama would win every t- – like, I don't know. They just I think, giving, so... I think giving them a month to prepare makes it uh, – is one of the reasons why these semifinal games are usually so um, – such blowouts. Yeah. And, I mean, does it take away from the other bowl games? Like, if you're not in the top eight, who's watching I mean, dude, your the, bowl? The bowl games already don't don't matter. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've I seen mean, that because players act, don't want to play. Yeah, people act like the like, – like, I bet the bowl game ratings this year were down significantly, partly because people kids aren't playing in them. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, give eight teams a chance to play for the title. It'll be more fun. It'll be more entertaining. It'll be better for sports, and I think you would get more upsets. Hmm. It's interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, and then UCF. I like Clemson against the spread, though. You do? What yeah. is it? It's probably six points at this at this when we're talking. Yeah, I think I got it at seven, though. Did you? Yeah. Did you, you bet that game? Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like Clemson, too. Oh yeah, uh, man! I just think they look so good. Bama looks so calculated against OU, though. Because they had a month to prepare. Yeah, I mean they were, and I mean, I, like when I tell you OU's defense was dead last, like they were dead last. <coughs> in in there's some crazy stat like deficient defensive efficiency. Yeah, was DBA stuff. Yeah, was forty, and the next highest team in college football was like eighty. Like they were just awful. <laughs> Yeah, Which dude, hopefully I mean, this uh, Grinch guy that we hired is going to turn things no, around. No, he's good. I, I looked him up. I like him. But I think so, too. I think he's uh, – What do you think Tyler should do? Um, so, have you heard the uh, – have you heard the take that he might come back to OU? Uh, no, I have not. I think that's – like I think that's an underrated option. Why? I think he was so mad that Bama, like – got the best of him that he that might persuade him to come back like did you see him on the sideline he was like borderline throwing a temper tantrum like a seven-year-old who didn't get his candy at walmart well he he cried yeah like he just doesn't lose he's like he's never lost like that since he was born he's a winner so i don't know first I, i don't know what i would do if i were i wouldn't go to baseball so if I were Kyler, I wouldn't go to baseball. I think people overestimate baseball and how guaranteed the money is. Like he really I don't even think he got the full four million uh signing bonus. I think yeah, I don't pro- think he I don't think he spent any of it. No, he he can't he can't spend any of it because if he goes to football, he has to pay it back. And yeah, I think it, and it's prorated. So I think he only got like one point five million of it, is what I heard. Okay. So it's prorated. So it's not like they paid them all up front. They're going to pay them yeah. on like a four year, over four years basis. And then like, that makes sense. I don't know. I was hearing some stuff. It's like that might be the only money he sees till he's like 25. 
significant money. Well, yeah, because he goes and plays in the minor leagues. Yeah, and it's like you don't – so there's something called the arbitration clause where you can't even argue against your contract to your, like, 28 or 29. Am I, am I right on that, something like that? I think that's right. Yeah. I'll have so, our uh, producer looking up. Yeah, so it's like he can't even argue that he's worth more money till he's 28 or 29. And here Baker Mayfield is as a number one pick, and I know Kyler probably won't be the number one pick, but – Baker Mayfield got a $7 million contract. Yeah. You know? And my thing also is that, like, people always talk about how big these baseball contracts is, but it's, like, it's not that many people that make that much money. For sure. Like, it's not – like, dude, Bryce Harper hasn't even gotten a deal yet because no one wants to pay that much right now. You know Aaron Judge made $600,000 last year? <laughs> yeah. And he'll get a huge contract, but he's one of the few. Like, yeah, and he's what, like, he's 26 or 27. And they might pay him. I don't know what they're going to pay him. He's a boss, but, I mean, a decent player, it's just like, you better be really, really good in baseball if you're going to make good money. Yeah, and so many top 10 picks don't make it to the MLB. Like, when yeah. you're, the success rate of first-round picks in the NFL is way higher than first-round picks in baseball. For sure, and, like, the chance, the chance you have of playing as a as a first round pick, is oh way higher, yeah. For I mean, well, for I, an NFL I, team. And I my like my dad knows some people that <clears throat> that know Kyler like, <clears throat> and Kyler's dad. And Kyler always wanted to play football. He never for wanted sure. to play baseball. But who would want to? It's so boring as shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. And it's just like more people are gonna watch football. <clears throat> I don't think he'll come back, but I could definitely see him declaring to the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, him coming back is a long shot. I just, I can hope, dude. Because if yeah. he comes, if he comes back, and Spencer if he didn't Rat- win the Heisman, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but coming back and having Spencer Rattler sit behind him for a year, dude, like, yeah, that would that would set way. OU up so well. And no. I just think their, I think their defense is going to be so exponentially better next year that. It's enticing almost, but I get the whole injury thing and he can go make his money. And if he goes to the combine and they give him a first round grade, then like, I don't see how he doesn't go to football. Well, that's my thing is like, if he gets, if, if he gets interest from first round teams, like where he has Intel, where it's pretty likely he's going in the first round, I think he'll choose NFL. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, I don't know. He's just small. Like who's going to take a chance on him? Dude, anyone you like? Yeah, he's small, but Baker's small. Drew Brees is small. Russell Wilson's small. Yeah, but he's like he's like a lot smaller than them. But he's also way faster and way. No, more for sure, dude. Yeah, for sure. And he's yeah, really, he's really, he's really a under yes underrated accurate passer for sure. So, Especially on the long ball, which is hard to find out of first round, like out of first round QBs. Like, well, and, and dude, Trubisky like, and Dak <clears throat> still can't connect on the long ball. Yeah. Well, I know, I know Dad can't. Trubisky does a little bit better, but yeah. Uh, and with uh, – dude, this just isn't a very good QB class coming out. Like Justin Herbert uh, going back to Oregon. Well, he's coming back to school. Yeah. I mean, it's like Will Greer. Like and... Dwayne Haskins could be the first quarterback taken. The kid from Duke looks pretty good, though, too. Yeah, he I does, too. I don't know if you watched him at all. Yeah. I forgot, I forget his name. Yeah. He, dude, I watched his bowl game, and his, like, first pass was a dime – Really? Like, yeah, on a wheel route. It was, like, perfectly weighted. It was pretty good. I also like – when watching the Syracuse-West Virginia game, I liked the Syracuse kid. 
He's the big. Chiefs quarterback was it yeah. Greg Collins? I forget his name. But he... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was the guy that played basketball for Duke and then went and played quarterback at Syracuse. Oh, gotcha. No, I forget his name, but he was a he was big, and I think they're giving him like a, I don't know, anywhere in the fifth to seventh round. On his grade, but interesting. So I don't know. I wouldn't go baseball. You like. Baseball is where people go to get forgotten unless you're really good. It's like going to, like, I don't know, people go to, like, Tampa Bay and get forgotten about. But, like, you're still going to be more noticed and, yeah, on, and the it's, temp, it's, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than, like, the New York Yankees. Oh, and, sure. and I think Kyler cares about that. He cares about his status in society. Yeah. Well, his quarterback coach – or not his quarterback coach. His baseball coach at OU said that uh, – they're like, if he ever takes baseball seriously, like he's going to be an MLB all-star. And, uh, and who knows whether that's right or not. But the fact that he hasn't taken baseball seriously or not, not yet, makes me think that he would choose football. Like if he liked baseball just as much, he would take it seriously. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't even have played football this year. <laughs> and what, like, what is he going to be, like an, an all-star outfielder? Like, is that fun? Yeah, he'd be like a center fielder. Yeah, like you're sitting there with your thumb up your ass for like 90% of the game. <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah, like when he goes and makes diving catches, like that's going to be cool as shit. But like that's one-tenth of the season that he's going to be doing. People that. don't tune in to watch national like athletic games. Like, Yeah, I didn't even watch the World Series this year. And like granted, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a huge baseball fan, not even close. But like I will watch the Super Bowl this year. I will watch Wild Card Weekend. I watch – the Cleveland yeah. Browns play, you know, because it's just entertaining. <clears throat> That's a good transition to Wild Card Weekend. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, Got, so, I'm excited, dude. This is a good weekend for football. Dude, it is. And I don't know. So I know you talked about – or you talked to Ramon about um, Bama Clemson. I don't know if you talked to him about any of these NFL games. or Like, my question to you is, does Ramon ever find a game where he doesn't touch? Like, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I think so. But usually he'll just put less money on it. Really? So, like, he'll touch it, but, like, he'll just dip his toe in kind of thing? Yeah, but he also just likes likes the excitement of having money on everything. Yeah, no, I feel that. Dude, it makes me watch games. So, back, yeah, for sure. back to college football for, like, 10 seconds. I watched yeah. the Ohio State-Washington game because I bet they over. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just fun. Um, anyway, I lost on that bet. But <laughs> by, by one point. Um, oh, it was the under? Yeah, it was the under. Um. Okay, listen, we have – okay, so the reason I asked if he doesn't touch bets because I think there's two here that you don't touch. And you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I think you can't touch Chargers-Ravens. I wouldn't touch Chargers-Ravens. Yeah, it's, it's just too risky. I like, I like Baltimore, again, but I don't really know why. I like Baltimore, like, but the only thing with them is that Baltimore has a really good defense. Yeah. Um, Baltimore, the the their offensive style is just so hard to stop. Right. And because no one can figure it, it out yet. Yeah, watching Lamar Jackson, it's like it's like they almost know what they're supposed to do, but he's so fast that he makes it so much harder. Yeah. Did you see that stat where he's running better than like? any QB has since the 70s. Yeah. And I forget, it was some random guy that was running really well back then. But that's, like, better than Michael Vick. Am I wrong there? Because, like – Yeah, I'm sure he has been this year. I mean, it's – because he's basically a running back at quarterback. Yeah. 
They're like almost he, running like a wildcat. But my only thing is the Chargers played them three weekends ago. I know, but and they so got they got beat up though, and I don't like. So I was listening to, um, uh, part of my take I think it was where he was like, "Dude, they got beat up on the line and like got run over in the trenches," and it's like I don't think you can change that in three games. Like that's just a physicality thing. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, well, that's gonna be the the thing is whether they can uh, figure game out plan how- around that. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing is and and I'll get to my my picks here in a second, but I yeah. I mean I I would take the uh Ravens in that game. At, at I think it's two and a half. You would take the spread you would take the points. Yeah, like Chargers are favored by two and a half or the Ravens are. The Ravens are favored by two and a half. I'd take the points. Dang. Yeah, I mean that's all I wanted to do. I just but I'd see myself touching it. I'd rather pick them with the money line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the other um Man, okay, so, like, I think Justin Tucker's a huge asset. Well, yeah, he doesn't miss. It helps. Yeah, and his range is, like, from 55, he's pretty much good. Which, which like, that's why I would rather take the money line because I could easily see this game coming down to a 52-yard Justin Tucker field goal. Right. Yeah, I could see to that, too. Game. Yeah. Like, to, to win it by a point or, like, yeah. to win by two. And, I like, so <sighs> – Melvin Gordon played in that Ravens game, but I just don't think he was anywhere near 100%. Yeah, I don't so, know. So, I mean, that's that's another thing. If he's healthy. But, like, C.J. Mosley, like, that defense is pretty good. That yeah. Those linebackers in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't ever hear about, like, certain players on Baltimore's D, but, like, they've been killing it this year. C.J. Mosley and, like, Eric Weddle, their safety. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the games today? Colts-Texans? Colts Texans is one I think I can't that I think you should touch and I did. You bet um, the Texans? No, I bet the Colts. Okay, I'm I'd take the Colts too. Yeah. So I wrote down that I took the Texans on here, but um after thinking about it, praying about it and reading more about it, <laughs> I uh, took the Colts. <laughs> um I took the Colts money line cuz I mean you um I don't know if this is just my naive betting, but on a spread that's only one point, you might as well take the money line. Is that completely like? Doesn't make any sense to me. It made sense. Well, I mean, what, what's the what's the money line? Uh, even. Oh, so it's it's just even. Yeah. Oh well, then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because like if you, so like if they lose by a point, then it's a push, or they're not going to tie. So you might as well bet the money line that they're going to win. Oh, because the Texans are favored by a point. You right. Okay, yeah, I mean, either way, because, I mean, if you don't, it's, mi- what, minus 110 if you take the point? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, either way. That if you think the Colts win, then it makes sense to do that. Right. So, like, I don't know. Because if they, I mean, if they lost by a point and it was, and it was, I don't know. That was just my thinking. Like, you might as well bet the overline, the money line, because it's almost like a, almost a Yeah, pick-up. get the money that you can. Yeah, for sure. Um. Um. So I don't know, because like all the so the the Texans opened up at three and a half, I think, and now it's they're only a one point favorite, which told me that the sharp money was moving on the Colts. Yeah, no, I think the sharp money is on the Colts, but I also think the public money is on the Colts. That's true. Um, yeah, they said they said like on, I just think the Colts are going to win. I think they're a better team. 
I'm taking uh I'm taking this is my my wild card how I'm doing it is I'm taking every I'm taking the team with the better defense to win every game. Really? So I think and then if it's close I'm taking the edge is quarterback. So in this one I think their defenses are pretty close so the edge yeah. is going to be luck. So did you hear that stat that Kevin Clark had from the Ringer that with the home teams? No, with the last team that has beat Deshaun Watson by more than 7 points was in high school. What? Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, it was Buford High School in Georgia was the last team to beat Deshaun Watson as a primary QB, which means he started and ended the game, I think. That was nuts. Yeah. So all the way through college and every NFL start he's had that he's finished the game, no one's beat him by more than seven points. How is that real? I don't know. He was on he was on the herd the other day and Colin Coward was like, whoa, 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 like stop here. What are we what did you just say? Man, so, that is yeah. crazy. And uh, they're playing in a dome, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So dome. Or wait, no. Are because they, they're playing in Houston? Is that a dome? I think it is a dome. I don't know. I read an article that dome games are twenty-eight and nine on the over, and a lot of I know a lot of sharp money went on the over at forty-eight. So you're taking the over too? I didn't bet the over. No, oh, I think it is a dome. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. You just don't have to deal with the weather as much. Yeah. So I don't know. The Seahawks Cowboys is in a dome too. So I think uh I think this might <clears throat> be one of the closest games, but I think the edge I think the Texans defense might be a little better, but I think the edge with luck over Watson wants me to take the Colts. Yeah. I don't know. Deshaun Watson's just a baller. It's hard to bet against him. Yeah, that's what yeah, he isn't fun to bet against. But yeah. I'm taking the Colts, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm taking cool. the Colts too. Seahawks, Cowboys. So, like, I took this game too. This is one that I could touch, and I'm taking the Seahawks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're ridiculous. Did you? Okay, do you see this stat? You ready? I'm the stat, Bobby Wagner I'm, one. I'm stat guy today. <laughs> oh <my God>. Bobby <laughs> yes, Wagner has missed less than one percent of his tackles since he entered the league. Oh my gosh! Who cares, dude? Can we? Oh, we I'm, I'm, best- I know that may not have any impact on the game, but. Dude, he just doesn't miss anything. Imagine going going into a tackle and you know 99% chance you're going to get the guy down. Yeah, That's they're insane. Gonna guy, they're, we're going to get a guy on him in the second level. Like, we yeah. played him earlier in the season, and, like, we're going to get a guy on the second level to block him. We just couldn't throw the ball when we played him earlier. And now we have Amari Cooper, and our defense is better. Dude, it's hard. It was hard for me to go against the Seahawks because they're red hot going into the playoffs, which they always are. They always start the season, whatever, four and six, and then end up going ten and six, Didn't or whatever, whatever. The Cardinals last week. Dude, I don't know about all that. If all I'm saying, red hot, the Cowboys are red hot. All I'm saying is Russell Wilson is light. You, he could run Dak over twelve times over. Good he's, thing they don't have to play on the same side of the ball. He's so good, dude. Okay, so. He's made Tyler Lockett, like, an actually really good receiver this year. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's good. No, he's not. He was good at Kansas State. He's good now. No, he wasn't. He was he's a slot receiver at Kansas State. He was a third Dude, or fourth round pick. Sure no like, one, no one expected Kansas him. In receiving yards. No one expected him to do this. No one expected him to have 57 for 965 and 10 touchdowns this year. Last year, he had 550 yards. And now he has 965. That's not yeah, him. That's Russell Wilson. All year. 
Yeah, I get that. But that's Russell Wilson. He's a marginal. I agree. Russell Wilson's a beast. But our, I think our defense is being underrated here. I don't know about our secondary. I like our front seven. Our secondary's been fine. Do you ever have trouble betting for the Cowboys because you think it's like an emotional bet? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't See, I don't know. Why do you like the Cowboys? I think our defense is better. We're at home. Which, also, a team hasn't been to the Super Bowl. At, like, if you're throwing out stats, this team hasn't been to the Super Bowl and played in a road game since 2012. Yeah, I heard that one. That's crazy. And the Cowboys are good at home this year. We were like, what, 6-2 and two at home this year? Wait, was it 2012 the year the Seahawks won? Or maybe it was 2013 then. No, it was 2012, but I, was, I didn't know who won that year. No, because the Niners were in the Super Bowl that year, the last time it happened. In 2012, the Niners were in the Super Bowl? Or 2013, yeah. Oh. Or they were in the Super Bowl against the Ravens. Oh. Um, but the Cowboys have been really good at home, dude. Yeah, I didn't look up their record at home, but – I don't know. I just I like Pete Carroll's ability in this like playoff composure. I mean, he's been there before. I don't like Jason Garrett. I think Chris Carson has been great this year. Like they actually have some resemblance of a running game, which they haven't had in years. And I mean, I know Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be good, but like Bobby Wagner might shut that shit down. The Cowboys are seven and one at home this year. Yeah, that's that's not good. Seven one at home. Zeke is like okay, yeah, it's gonna be a good line uh, matchup between him and Bobby Wagner. But we're gonna pull guards and tackles and get people on the second level to hit him. And then also, I think I think people are giving Dak a little bit of a bad rap. Yeah, I agree. And I don't so think he's as bad as people say he is. I think we're. I think our offense is just as good as the as the Seahawks, even though. They have the advantage at quarterback for sure. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson's the kind of like. So Colin Cowherd made this made this uh, or someone did who came on his show. He said there are trucks in their trailers. Like Russell Wilson's a truck, and like he can pull everyone else that are trailers on his team with him. Like he can change the game that much. And Dak's a trailer. Yeah. Like he has to have Ezekiel Elliott has to run for over 100 yards, or the Cowboys are not going to win the game. Like that's. <laughs> Statistically speaking, they don't win when Ezekiel Elliott runs for less than 100 yards. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I just I, – I like the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm taking the better defense. Defenses have won a lot of games this year, and I think that that's going to happen in this round too. All right. Well, speaking of defense, what do you think about Eagles-Bears? I want the Eagles to win so bad. You just don't like the Bears. No, dude. I just, you have some. I, I, you have I'm something taking, on the Bears. I'm, I'm taking the Bears. I wouldn't touch the points, though. No, yeah, the point. No, I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't touch the points either. Points. Yeah, but I, I just want the Eagles to win because I think the Foles thing is hilarious. It is, dude. What is like? What's the deal? I, I don't know. I just want him to like go, like go to the Super Bowl again or something. Like, what do you do at that point, dude? He's destiny. <laughs> I mean, he did. He was a starting QB. Like, he probably should be a starting QB in this league, if you think about it. He's probably, better, dude. When he he's he better than Jameis Winston. 
Oh, I mean, I'm, I agree with that. Like, he could start Is for Tampa Bay. Carson Wentz, though? Best backup ever. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think Carson Wentz, that injury, that first-year injury could be a um, turning point in his career, I guess is what I meant to say. So, if you're the Eagles right now, say Foles loses this game, what do you do? Do you – do you keep Wentz as your quarterback? Yeah, you go. You have to go back to Wentz. What if Wentz? What if Foles wins one game and then loses? You go back to Wentz. Unless he wins what the Super Bowl, you go back to Wentz. Unless hey, he wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, even if he wins a Super, dude, Nick Foles is older, man. Like he's not your future. So you don't even think they have the conversation in the locker or in the in the executive boardroom? I don't know. I think Nick Foles is the kind of guy like if you give him too much time, I think he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You give him too much oh time. God. He's he like, if you get, Super Bowl. Don't no, I get Ryan it. Like in, in short bursts, Ryan Fitzpatrick is awesome. But like you give him enough time, and he'll just blow a game. Dude, Foles played a season with uh with Chip Kelly and threw twenty seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know, dude. It's one He's of those like things. What? Foles is like six and one this year. So what, then what do you do with Wentz? You sit him and let him decay on the bench or you trade him? I don't know. I'm saying you could maybe trade him. Trade Carson Wentz? Maybe. Dude, you spent a second-round pick on him. First-round pick. And, yeah. I mean, I, he, mean a, I mean, a number two pick. That's what I meant. Yeah, he'd bring in a lot, though, I think. Two first-rounders for Carson Wentz? I don't know if I'd do that, but I mean, if you're talking to the Jags, you don't think the Jags would offer some good stuff? Yeah, I think they would. They're they're not sold on Blake Bortles, even though they're gonna have to pay him eighteen million next year for no reason. Uh, that it's one of the. It, it's just a mystery, man. I don't understand. I really don't. You're not a Mitch Trubisky guy, are you? No. Dude, he's a baller. Dude, wait, listen to this. With the Eagles as Nick Foles as their starting quarterback, he's 23 and 6. <laughs> How old In is he? In 2013, he went 8 and 2. Oh, wait, no. Oh, this is wrong. What is this? How old is he? Oh, yeah. That's, that's his record as a QB. Isn't he like 34? Nick Foles? No. What is he? How old is he? I bet he's like 28, 29. I'll have our producer look it up. All right. So, okay. <laughs> Dude, right. but uh, our producer like said he's 29. So he's younger than I thought. Does he have a decade left in him? Probably not. But it's like, dude, there's obviously something there. I know no one understands it or no one gets it, but like. It's just weird because people in the locker room talk him up as, like, the biggest leader and, like, they all love him and he's, like, goes so hard in practice and he's just, like, this really hardcore competitive guy. And that was everything that Carson Wentz was made out to be coming out of college. He was supposed to be this leader who was going to take a locker room and tough as an $8 steak, you know, like, all this stuff. And it's, like, Nick Foles is that. Well, More. last year, they before they won the Super Bowl, everyone still was like, oh, this is Wentz's team. We're all behind Wentz. And now this year, it's all of a sudden like everyone wants Foles. <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's eerie. It's weird. Man. I also don't – I like 
Doug Peterson scares me in this game. Like you, oh, if you're a Bears fan, right? He's just so he's so good situationally. Like he's an Andy Reid byproduct. I mean, he's see going this one, to I don't really want to touch it because I would take the Bears money line, but I would take the Eagles against the spread. Yeah, see, that's why this is the other game that I didn't want to touch. It's just, I mean, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like, I like Mitchell Trubisky. I think I might be the only one in the world that really likes this guy, but I think he's a baller. I think he's a leader. <laughs> He's everything Baker is. Oh my gosh! No, he's, he's just not. not as accurate as a thrower. He's marginally That's athletic, what like Baker to do is. At the quarterback position. I don't know. I like him, dude. Did you see the thing about his social media? The article. No. He so he wanted to become like a better leader for the team. So like in order to become mentally tough, he just quit all social media and went like dark thirty throughout like the middle of the season. And that's supposed to make me think he's a great NFL Yes, dude. He has all the intangibles, man. He's a leader. Like, we'll I see. Know. I don't know. I just don't – I don't trust him to make a throw on third and ten. To Tariq Cohen in the backfield? <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe to, he can throw it two yards to Tariq Cohen. And well, that's all, that's all Dak's going to do. <laughs> and you think he's going to win the game? Well, yeah. He also has the better defense in that game, though. So do the oh, Bears. Yes. Well, yeah, I know. I think Trubisky's going to win this game. I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback, just like I don't think Dak's that good of a quarterback. I like him. I don't know why I like him. I think he's just, just – he has a swagger about him on the field. Oh, my gosh. And I – like, I – Khalil Mack – Let's do our quarterback ranks. Okay. Can I just say this? Khalil Mack might be the greatest player in sports history in all sports. What? <laughs> that, dude is a, that is awesome. Yeah, everyone loves Khalil Mack just because I think because the Raiders had him. So they like Khalil Mack just because of the misery that he causes the Raiders every time he makes a huge play. I think Khalil Mack might be better at basketball than Michael Jordan was. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, let's get to our QB ranking. So we took took all the the QBs in the playoffs this year and ranked them 1 to 12. One being best, twelve. One being most promising, and who I would want to take my team to the Super Bowl, and yeah, twelfth being not who I would want to take me to the Super Bowl. Okay, and so who do you um? Who's your who's your number twelve? Number twelve is Dak. You have Dak. Okay, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. Why so last, I love his leadership. Like he has all the intangibles. He just gets sacked so much and, like, fumbles a lot. Like, I don't trust him to keep the ball in his hands and not get sacked for 12 yards at least three times a game. Like, yeah. there's, there's got to be – I haven't looked up the stats yet, but he gets sacked more than, like, any QB in the NFL, I'm sure, and he fumbles more than a lot of them. Like, I don't love that. I think he makes good plays. But it's like Andrew Luck's not going to do that. He need him to make good plays the whole game. And like Dak will fumble and Dak will get sacked. He'll do it against the Seahawks. He'll get sacked for twelve yards, or he'll yeah. fumble it. I mean, that was my. Um, I, I just don't trust him in big game situations. Yeah. So I, I get that. I don't have Dak much much higher, but Lamar. I just don't think Lamar Jackson can. He can maybe win a couple games, but. There's no way he's hosting up the Lombardi Trophy at the end. There's no way. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if 
eight through twelve, if you believe that. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, you know, I he's the least likely person I see doing that. Just because, like, dude, you got to be able to complete a throw on third and ten. Dude, he, you got to be able to like lead a drive with two and a half minutes left, and I just don't know if he can do that. He's also a rookie. Yeah, but he can't throw the ball. That doesn't change that he can't throw the ball. No, I get it. But, like, isn't he the only rookie out of these QBs? <laughs> yeah, I think he's the only rookie. That's pretty um, impressive. That's yeah. why I put him ahead of – I mean, a couple spots ahead of Dak, actually. So, who do you, you have Lamar Jackson as 12. I have Nick Foles as 11. You have Nick Foles as 11? Yeah. Okay, I have Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Well, I, obviously, per our conversation earlier, I have Mitch – a little bit higher than you. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know why. I just uh, – it wasn't really anything to do with Foles. It was what he has around him. I don't think they have any, like, explosive dynamic receivers. Like, Alshon Jeffrey might as well have his walker out there with him. And Alshon Jeffrey? What? Yes. The dude's dude, like, he's been playing better since he came back from injury. How many years has he been in this league? Is he 38 yet? Who? Alshon Jeffrey. He seems no, old. What? He's like 28. Well, that seems old. Oh, my gosh. Um, dude, and then Alshon Nel- Nelson, I mean, Golden Tate. dude, Golden Tate has not done anything since he came to the Eagles. He may have two receptions. And uh, Nelson Aguilar, yeah, he's good, but he's hit or miss. Like, he'll give you a 60-yard reception and then go invisible so for the next three quarters. Weapons, then. Yeah, because, like, I don't really know any other – like, he's been awesome. But like, so he's also completed like since he's st- started games this year, his completion percentage is only lower than one quarterback in the whole league, and that's Drew Brees. Completion percentage? Yeah, I thought Dak led the league in completion percentage. No, Dak no. is sixty-seven point seven. Drew Brees is seventy-four point four. Dang, that's not even close. I don't know. And Nick Foles is seventy-two point three. They don't, and they don't have any running game. Like, I just – that stuff matters as far as, like, which QB I would want to take me into the playoffs. Like, I, if it were – if it's any of these other QBs, they can overcome that. I don't think Nick Foles can. Interesting. Okay. I think he could, and I think he did it last year. So, that's why I have him higher. Dude, I but, think they were better – a better team all around. They had Jay Jaye, and they had a – it seems like their defense was playing better. I think they were better last year, too. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're – I mean, they've – Talent-wise, I think that, like, Jay Ajayi getting hurt killed them. Like, what, yeah. they have Clement and Smallwood now? I don't even know their names. Like, <laughs> they're marginal backs. Yeah. So, who do you have at 11? 11, I have – or 11, I had Trubisky. But 10, I have Dak. So, 10, I mean, you have Dak. Okay. Same as you. I just think – I mean, he can he can run the ball. I think you're – I think just like you think with Trubisky, I think Dak has all the intangibles. But I don't trust him to – uh, complete a bunch of passes to win a game, but I do trust him to do that a little bit more than Trubisky and uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I see that. I don't know. Dak and Mitch are – They're pretty know. close to me. Yeah, they're close. I'd probably put Dak ahead of him just because I, I like Dak better. Yeah. Because I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> see, I, I would put Mitch ahead because I don't think he gets sacked as much for just that sole reason. Yeah, I feel that. Like cool. he just. Who do you have at ten? At ten, I had Lamar Jackson. I think this dude. Do we is have like, the same. Or wait, you. But you had Foles instead of Trubisky. Okay. Yeah. Who's your number eight? Number or eight number is nine, I mean. number nine. number nine is Mitch Trubisky. Okay. 
I have Jared Goff. You have Jared Goff at nine. Yeah. Oh, dude. See, I think I I put a lot of context in these. Like Goff, I put him with Sean McVay and put him higher on the list. Yeah, I know. I I I get that. I'm just thinking like. I just don't know if he's ready to hoist the Lombardi trophy yet. He finished his season <laughs> so poorly. Yeah, he did. Like, he started off really hot, but when Cooper Cup got hurt, it was like the dude forgot how to complete passes. And uh, Todd Gurley for his last four games was like 70% maybe. Well, he didn't even play the last two games. Right. And CJ Anderson did great. It's just like, I don't I don't know. I think that um, he's another guy where it's like, I, I don't trust him to make the big play. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think in the I yeah, but also it's like he's in the right scheme, so like the big play might be open more. No, I, yeah, I get that that yeah. it'll be open in the first half, but I'm thinking like, okay, if it's the fourth quarter, there's eight minutes left. Do I trust Jared Goff to make a deep throw down the field, or do I trust Nick Foles to? Yeah, and I yeah. trust Foles a little bit more. Yeah, I feel that. Thanks. So you had Jared Goff at nine. I had Mitch Trubisky. So at eight, I had Philip Rivers. Okay, this is where I have Nick Foles. Okay, I dude, I don't like Philip Rivers. I've, <laughs> I've never, I've never really liked him. Like, why? I don't think like he's the got only thing. Kids. He's a family man. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that either. He's you a know? trash it's talker. Like, he is a trash talker. That's what I like most about him. But he doesn't back it up. <laughs> like people think that Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I don't. Dude, he's been pretty good for a really long time. The Chargers have been not that great, though. Like, he can I never – he's never been able to elevate his team. Yeah, I agree with that. He's and, I mean, had. I get – he's, like, he's been a small market guy for his whole career. And, like, yeah. that's cool. But also, Aaron Rodgers has, too. So, like, I don't really get that excuse either. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have, I don't... I have him a little bit higher, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain my point later. Okay, so who do you have? Eight. Eight. Um, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Oh, I had Foles at 8. You had Foles at 8. Okay, yeah. so. Who do you have at 7? I have Goff at 7. Okay, For the I simple fact that I already explained, just with the scheme, like yeah. McVay and Gurley elevate him. I have Deshaun Watson at 7. Okay, so I had Deshaun Watson at 6, so we had him oh. close. Yeah, I like. I just like Watson. He's played in big games. He beat Bama in the title game. I think his feet are good. Like yeah. he can, he can extend the pocket. Um, he can <clears throat> make some throws downfield. He's got Hopkins. I just he, there's, a, I think there's six quarterbacks that I'd rather have making a big throw at the end of the game than him right now. So another another point to add to your uh, Deshaun Watson uh, stuff is that. It's like when they came back in the league after their injuries, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, everyone was like kind of holding their breath. Like who was the real, who was the real draft pick here? And he blew Carson Wentz out of the water, both statistics wise and like staying healthy, you know? And it's like the the Cleveland Browns are so stupid. They passed on both of them. Yeah. I mean, if you think, if you're talking about how you think Trubisky is a baller, that's how I think Deshaun Watson is. Yeah. See, I think he's just a winner. I I think Trubisky is a little bit less than Deshaun Watson, but I think they have the same kind of like, they go out and like, like Trubisky's a smaller guy, but like he seems like he owns the field. And Deshaun Watson, I definitely get that vibe. Yeah. I I like Deshaun Watson, though. All right. Who do you have at six? I had had Deshaun Watson at six. Who do you have at six? Okay. I have uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, gosh. That's an abomination. (laughs) <laughs> what do you that mean? is an abide. He is way too low. 
I'll, I'll explain. So <laughs> oh my we're talking about... <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe it. So he first of all, he's throwing the ball to to Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin. Oh, big superstar, huh? Tyler Lockett. I'm not saying that they're superstars. Came out of college as a <laughs> like, punt returner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was really good at Kansas State. <clears throat> and uh Russell so Russell Wilson, he yeah, he can extend the play with his legs. I think he's great. I just don't see him leading that team to the Super Bowl. Like that offense, they need he needs playmakers, and he doesn't really have any. He's the only playmaker on offense. Who did he have the year they won the Super Bowl with the Legion of Boom? Well, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I feel that. But dude, Chris, Chris Carson is good. He's not Marshawn. He's Lynch. not Marshawn Lynch, but he's good. And that defense carried them to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't say Russell Wilson did. Maybe. Dang. But I do love Russell Wilson, and I think he makes huge plays. God, he's low to me at six. <laughs> All right. So I have Watson at six. I have Luck at five. You have Luck at five. I have Rivers at five. Oh, my gosh. That's an abomination, too. <laughs> Why do you like Rivers? I like Rivers' pieces, and he's, he's, played, like, he's played well. Um, oh, really well this season uh, is one thing. I'm taking in current form. I think that he can lead a drive. I would not be surprised at all if he led two minute drives in the AFC champion or in the divisional round and the wild card to get to the AFC championship. Man, he looked like. Would you be surprised by that? Against the Ravens, yes, he looked rattled. Well, yeah, and they hadn't played him yet, but yeah, I see. And I don't think he He plays. He doesn't play good deep. He doesn't. He hasn't played good defenses in his uh, conference or whatever, whatever you call it. Do you call it a conference in the in NFL? In this division. division. Like you play the Broncos, who are not that great, and the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that, but like at the same time. And the Chiefs. The Chiefs are god awful on me. He's got Mike Williams, I like Virgil Green, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. He's got a lot of pieces. Still he's has Antonio Gates ball. and has um, Keenan Allen. Yeah, like he's just gotta he's gotta be a good distributor. I think he is a good distributor, but I also think he can make big throws. He looked so rattled against the Ravens. It was like the first time he'd seen a good D all year. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. He looked like a he looked like a puppy that put his head between his legs and like just or like a turtle who just went into his shell. Oh he's like, How am I gonna provide for my kids? I'm about to get fired. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um He's also top 10 in, like, completion percentage and yards this year. I just don't think he's going to elevate that team. Top 10 in touchdowns. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I think it, it's weird because I think the Ravens are going to win first round, but I do think that he's one of the better quarterbacks. Man. Man. So, what was that? That was five? That was five, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Rivers at five. I had luck at five. Oh, yeah, tell me about Luck. Dude, I think he would be higher if he didn't have that, like, three-year injury. What do you mean? Oh, just like you haven't seen him? Yeah, like, like you just haven't seen him. And, like, yeah. he might win uh, Comeback Player of the Year this year. He should. But, yeah, I mean, there's a chance that, like, dude, when he came into the league, he won 30 games in three seasons and went to the AFC Championship yeah. twice, I think. I mean – And he took a team that was, like, 
two and fourteen. Yes, like, with like, like four and twelve. And he has a terrible owner, and he had a really bad GM coming out. It's like he would be higher since that three year injury. But I like that's why I like the Colts, and I think that's why there's. I, ha- I have him. At, I have him at four. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I just I think he's really good, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I trust him a lot. <laughs> like, and he really only has Ty Hilton to throw to. I can't name another receiver on Indiana, Indianapolis. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Don't they have – no, they don't have Dwayne Allen anymore. Um, I don't know who they have. I mean, and he has um, that Mac guy who's pretty good at running back. They finally have a running back, and they finally have an offensive yeah. line, and it's like, wow, he can do something here. Oh, I think they have, like, Ryan Grant right now. Uh, Dontrell Inman. Yeah, I yeah, um, and then they have uh, did they they got Eric Ebron from the Giants, right? Oh yeah, Ebron's really yeah, good he too. is good, or he's been good with them at least. Yeah, cool. Who do you have at four? Four, I have Wilson, where he rightfully belongs <laughs> okay. in the in the in the shrine of top four quarterbacks. Okay. Um, man, where do I even start? He's so smart. He's a smart player. He is, he, is, he is the reason that that anyone even thought of drafting Mayfield number one, or even the first round, maybe. There are two guys that are that are looked at when drafting short quarterbacks. It's Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. And now Baker, yeah. Yeah. Like, he changed the way that people draft. Because he's so smart. And, like, yeah, he, might, he may not be able to see over his own lineman, but, like, He's, he's, he doesn't need to. Yeah, he gets out of the pocket and he throws bombs. And, like, his deep ball is so magical. Like, it's a perfect spiral. Like, it's probably a perfect circumference of the top arc when it lands in the receiver's hands. It's like a – it's like watching an orchestra. It's like watching art when he throws the ball. Golly. I'm a Russell Wilson fan, man. Yeah, you're in love with this guy. <laughs> Dude, his deep ball is so accurate. And that's our biggest – that's been our biggest criticism of these QBs is their deep ball. So, like, for me not to put Wilson up there when he throws a great deep ball, it's just oh, – couldn't do it. So, I put him at number four. <laughs> Who do you have number four? I think you're picking him because of his perfect skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe – and his wife's really hot. <laughs> That's true. Um, who do you have it at four? I have luck. You have luck at four. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you have at three? I have Mahomes at three. Mahomes at three. Which is I have Brady, dude. If we would have made this list at the beginning of the season, I had Mahomes at eight. Oh, for you sure. You know, yeah. it's like he's jumped up five spots this year alone because he's like, yeah. I don't know. That no look pass was. Freaking ridiculous. So we all have the same top three then. Yeah. Mahomes. Oh, I have cool. Mahomes, Brady, Breeze. I have Brady, Mahomes, Breeze. Okay. So I don't know how you could put Brady behind Mahomes. I just think that, dude, I don't know. If you watch Brady this year, he's just missed so many wide open receivers. He's not, he's, he's yeah. He, he's having, he's not having a great year. I think this is the first visual evidence of like, oh, dang, he's not as good as he once was. Right. <clears throat> yeah he doesn't have as much heat on the ball but i still trust him a ton yeah i mean yeah but mahomes has way more weapons mahomes is like just has a better arm now 
So how much? Obviously, Brady's still Brady, but how much of Mahomes' success is because of Tyree Kill? I don't think you can say that. Forty percent of his success. What? Yeah. No. Yes, dude. 40%. Have you seen Tyree Kill run? The like, yeah, but you dude, can't not you can't not throw him open because he's already he's always open. See how okay? So how much of Tyreek Hill's success is uh, Patrick Mahomes? Then I don't think as much. I think the dude can just beat anyone on speed. Like he could do that with Jameis Winston. Maybe he did beat a lot of people last year with Alex Smith. Yeah, I think it definitely helps to have him. But dude, he's made Travis Kelsey the best tight end in the league. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, and he was he was already relevant. He was again. already good. He was already good, but I'm saying like he made both of those players first team All Pro. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, and then Breeze, we both have at one. Yeah. I just trust Breeze. I trust his offense. I think he's smart. I think he's really good. Doing really good this year. Completes his passes. He's just the best. He's just awesome, dude. I don't know. It's like his wife is also super hot. Yeah, she's hot too. And he has like close to nine kids. Like four. No, or something. he has like three kids Uh-oh. or something. I thought he had like four three, or five. So that's our uh, ranking the QBs. Yeah, we have a fifty dollar bet going on right now. We do. Yeah. Which one? Uh, you think the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl? I think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, dude. That's my Super. Who? Uh, give me your Super Bowl pick real quick. Who do you think is going to be in it? I think the. Dude, the NFC kills me because, like, I could – like, obviously I picked Seattle today and I could see them going on a run again. Interesting. So, like, 10% of me wants to put Seattle in there. But, like, I think it will be the Patriots and the Saints, and I think it will be a yeah, close game. That's, that's my pick, too, a lot, Patriots Saints. A lot of people like the Rams in the Super Bowl. I just don't see it yet. I think more people like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I don't see that either. See, a lot of people have the AFC wide open. Like people, I've seen people pick the Colts. People pick the uh, Ravens and the Chargers. I've seen them pick both those teams. So no, I think uh, if Belichick, a lot of people pick the Chargers. If Belichick weren't alive, then I could see the AFC being wide open. <laughs> I just think he's like Saban. He's gonna game plan for every single game. He's gonna yeah, be in picked, every single game. I picked. Uh, I picked Brady too because of that. Yeah. Or not Brady, the Pats too because of that. <clears throat> And another, like, Brady thing is, like, dude, he's throwing to the mailman this year. Like, they don't have any and receivers. Yeah. They have the garbage man, too. Like, God, they are garbage. Like, they're not very good. <laughs> no, they have no skill positions. Yeah. So, and, like, no running game. All right, what kind of what kind of bets do you like, though, this week? <clears throat> the bets this week? Yeah. Um. So, I took my bets for the wild card weekend. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So, I took – um Colts money line um at I think pl- even and I took the Seahawks money line at plus 105 and I took a parlay I just bet both of the games on a parlay yeah um at I I don't know I I don't know what the odds were but I just figured if I'm gonna bet both might as well bet the parlay too I think I'm gonna money line parlay the uh, all four wild card games. Gosh, you like you think you know the winner of like? How can you touch the Chargers, Ravens, or Eagles, Bears? I think I'm I'm t- I'm touching Bears with the money line in that one. 
Yeah, I think the Bears win. I just don't I think they cover. I feel more confident about today, though, taking the money line of the Cowboys and uh, Colts. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, those two games were I'll like – I'll probably do Cowboys, Colts, and Bears. See, and, like, I read and, like, the, there hasn't been a lot of sharp money on the Chargers, Ravens, Eagles, Bears games. Like, the spread has stayed what it's stayed since, like, the opening. And the over-under hasn't – like, no one really wants to touch these, I don't think. Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe the public, but, like, the spread hasn't moved. Well, oftentimes they'll wait till right before the game to, the, like, the sharp money. Right. But also they, like, they, they'll get in early, too, when they want to get a deal. So you'll see line movements. So I don't know. So you're going to, so you're going to pick the Colts, the Cowboys. Who are you picking the Chargers Ravens money line? I, I'm not, I probably won't do that one. Okay, so you're not going to parlay the four then? Yeah, I think I talked myself out of the, doing <laughs> <Okay>. the, <laughs> the Ravens Chargers. It's, I can, just because that game could go either way. For sure. It's a hard one. And I know if I'm thinking about, like, who screws me in this, it's definitely Nick Foles. Yeah. I mean. But I'm also taking the Cowboys, not the Seahawks, so. I can't believe you like the Cowboys. Over under on how many times. They show Jerry Jones in the press box. <laughs> Isn't it like 20 or something? Isn't that the over-under? It's a lot. I don't know what it is betting-wise. 20 is so oh, much. That's actually out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Dude, that's what I don't like about Bovada. Is they don't, don't do a lot of, like, quirky bets like that. Or yeah. if they do, I can't find them. Like, you can't even – I don't even think you could bet NFL MVP on Bovada. So, dude, you get those three games, and it's, uh, it's plus 400. Really? God, I mean, I'm amongst I'm, the Bears. And then if you took the Seahawks, if you took the Seahawks at plus 105, right? Or on Bovada, it was plus 105 when I bet. If the Seahawks were plus 105? That was the money line when I bet. That's what I'm locked in at. Yeah, so if you, if you do, the, if you do your, the three games you like, that's plus 450. God, I kind of like that. You might be talking me into it. I, but I'm going to do it with the Cowboys, dude. The Cowboys are going to win that football. Ah, I don't see it. Maybe I'm jaded because I picked OU to win and they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but did you pick the spread or did you pick the money line? No, no, I bet on the spread. But I, in, my, okay. in my heart, I picked OU to win. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was wrong. And now my heart's broken. Yeah, so I'm probably going to do that parlay. On Bovada? I just hope Nick Foles doesn't screw me. Yeah. He might. We'll see. All right, what else we got on the docket? Uh, that's enough for NFL wild card. That was – I don't know. I feel like this is – I don't know if I'm just more invested, but this seems like a really good wild card weekend. Like oh, yeah, a lot of wild card. It's because there's no bad quarterbacks, yeah. dude. And even the ones that are bad, Trubisky and Lamar Jackson, they have other stuff. And Dak, they have other stuff on their team that are like – that make the team so good. For sure. Like, they all have really good defenses and really good running games. Like, the Titans aren't in it, which yeah. makes me ecstatic. <laughs> the Titans aren't in it. We don't have, like, Connor Cook quarterbacking a team. Right, like, for sure. We don't have Blake Bortles in the playoffs. The, uh, I was reading about that game the other day where Connor Cook played. He was, like, he was like 18 for 45 that game with, like, two picks. It was terrible. <laughs> Game. Terrible. I can't believe they let him throw 45 times. 
That was probably they were probably down. I think they got down early in that game. Yeah, like had to. yeah, I'm sure. But God, that was just not not fun to watch. Um, all right, so we'll move on to some. We'll do some last minute NBA soccer stuff, and then we'll get on to some right. some just random stuff to end it. Um, okay. I think like I don't know. We're going on seventy minutes. I think ninety minutes is probably good. Yeah, like I'm we we could probably talk for two hours, but ninety minutes is probably good. <laughs> Um, yeah, for sure. So, I just a little backstory. I came at Jack earlier, about a month ago, probably, um, about how Russell Westbrook was the best player in the NBA or something along those lines because he averaged a triple double. And I just thought, like, I'm a pretty new and somewhat naive NBA fan, whereas Jack has been following the NBA for a lot longer. And so, I just thought in my expert common sense that uh, averaging a triple double was like really, really good. And it was like helping your team. But in essence, now I realized that I was wrong on that. Well, and that's how long story short. Like there's a lot of people out there that actually think that. Yeah. And like, wrong. and re- so, and what really made me like, it was kind of this year, like, like part of this year up to now yeah. where like I realized it and I don't know why he hasn't been having that good of a year, but like he's in his worst shooting slump of his entire career, which has already been bad. And I want your take on why, but just a couple stats. He has um, 21 points per game, 24.1% from three, which are both the lowest since 09-10 season. Yeah. 62% from free throw, lowest ever. That one's weird. That one's the weird one. Yeah. That's almost a mental thing, right? Anyway, we'll talk about it. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. True shooting percent, 48.3, and mid-range percent, 35%, both lowest ever. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that – so, I think he's made a con- constant effort to shoot less this year, <clears throat> too, which is interesting. Because, I mean, they've <clears> – he's <throat> one of the worst three-point shooters in NBA history. Right. Like, with a certain amount of attempts, his percentage is awful. Um, and so – I think that – and he's been playing off the ball more this year, so I think he's actually listened to Billy Donovan and listened to coaching for the first time in forever this year. Um, and I think it might have hurt his confidence a little bit. So – Because I think Russell Westbrook is kind of the guy where it's like, oh, I'm the man, I'm the best player on the court, and just, like, kind of plays like it. But when he's, like – when he realizes, like, introspectively looking that he's not that good of a shooter and that – he should give up the ball more early in possessions and stuff like that. I think it brings down his confidence a little bit when he, even when he does take the shots. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause the free throw stuff has to be mental. 62%. Like that'll go up by the end of the year. Right. Finish 70. Yeah. Which is still not very good. But. Yeah. That's surprising. So is it Paul George? Like to me, it doesn't seem like Russell Westbrook has the self-awareness enough, enough to like, change his game that much like to listen to coaches because he hasn't in the past and he didn't really yeah. do it with Durant so like is Paul George just like messing up his game no no I think he's listen. I think he's finally listening I think he's finally realized like I, we can't win like this plus now he has two players that can also control the ball like Dennis Schroeder can control the ball and make pl- like be a playmaker and so can uh, Paul George yeah so I think that the, it's just been easier for him to loosen the load a little bit so you had a quote the other night that was like, yeah, like I'm not just my shooting. Like I do a bunch of other stuff well. It's like maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe he is. But um, he's still averaging a triple-double this year, which I think is astounding considering his shooting percentage. Yeah, I mean, I just could care less how many rebounds Russell Westbrook gets in a game. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. 
Steven um, Adams is going to get those rebounds regardless. Dude, what about James Harden? Yeah, dude is an animal. Is he going to win an MVP again this year? I think he should. I texted Ramon like two weeks ago and was like, yo, what's Harden's uh, MVP odds? He's yeah. like, right now it's like plus 800. Oh. And then I texted him like – a week ago and he was like oh now it's plus 500 and now it's like nine to four like he's the favorite dude because like he went i saw so he went through a 10 game stretch and averaged 39 points yeah he's and he's still on it right now he scored 40 something against the warriors and hit a game winner yeah i I did see that i watched that at a a bar and was everyone was going nuts so um where do you put him as like the top shooters of all time James Harden? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he's, like, one of the best shooters of all time. I think he's one of the best, sco- most talented scorers of all time, though. Yeah. I think he, <clears> thinks, <throat> I think he thinks he's the best shooter of all time. <laughs> There's no way. He thinks he's better than Steph. But I do think he thinks he's the best scorer, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Is he better than Kobe? As a scorer? No. Nah, yeah. He's probably, like, honestly, he's probably, like, he's probably, like, top five, though. In, like, the modern era. Yeah. Like, you got MJ, you got Kobe. I'd put Durant up there, and then Harden, and <clears throat> that's probably, like, your top four. So, do you uh, do you bet a lot of NBA? Uh, well, me and Ramon are in this, like, super contest where you uh, – it was a $1,500 buy-in, and then you bet an NBA game, an NFL game, and a college basketball game every week. And uh, I I'm I pick the NBA games and he does college basketball and NFL. Dang. So have you been have you been killing it in the NBA? Uh, we would we've been doing all right. We started out like eight no, and then uh, after over Christmas I kind of got a little lazy with it. So Ramon did the picks because uh, I was in Colorado and couldn't really do it. Right. Um. But yeah. So have you been betting NBA? Yeah, I've been betting NBA. So like I just followed Sharp Money the other night and went three and one. <clears throat> That's usually a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, but like Cleveland killed me. Uh, the money was on Cleveland to beat the Heat, and that didn't happen. They lost by like twenty. But yeah. um, I then par- I parlayed that too, and Cleveland's only killing me. So like I don't know what people bet in the NBA. Like, is it easier to bet the winner or the or the over under or like? I mean, it's always easier to pick the winner. Yeah, um, but I mean, uh, I I usually just go try find stuff against the spread to do. Yeah, does the spread matter a bunch in the NBA? What do you mean? I don't know. It seems like a lot of the spreads are close, like within five points, and it's like, and then it ends up like twenty points. <laughs> yeah, they are. I don't know. You just, it's weird because any given night, like the Pacers can beat the Bulls by thirty, but then like last night they'll go to overtime and win by three. Yeah. So it's you just kind of you gotta watch like I what I've gotten at least is you gotta watch like travel, back to backs, injuries, stuff like that, and kind of just find what you like from out of that stuff. Did you see that stat the other day that Port the Portland Trailblazers are the most traveled team in sports history? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and that it's like crazy. they have like fifty thousand more miles than the next the next team in any sport like NFL. Yeah, NBA, in any sport, in like MLB. In, yeah, like mostly NBA crazy. and hockey was on there, but yeah, that's that's nuts. Um, what else? Do you have anything NBA news? 
<clears throat> Not really, except for that uh, the West is heating up. Who do you like in the finals? In the, I mean, it'll be the Warriors probably, but I like the the East is actually really interesting right now as far as the uh, – like because there's four or five teams that could come out of the East. Yeah. You got Milwaukee, Toronto, Indiana, Philly, and Boston. Boston's the five seed right now. Yeah. They started off really not great. Yeah. It's just – that's going to be really interesting because any of those teams could win. Since LeBron's gone, it's going to be very, uh, very close. So, you, you think, keep an eye on that. You think Milwaukee actually has a chance to go to the finals? Oh, yeah, dude. They have re- – they're like the Atlanta team that back in the day that went like – won like 65 games, but they have Giannis on it. <laughs> I'll take that team any day. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like because Mike Buttonholzer coached that Atlanta team, and they're running the same offense offense in Milwaukee. But now they have the like, it's always easier to win when you have the best player on the floor, and he yeah. might be he's probably the best player in the East. Oh, I would think so. So you like the Jimmy? <laughs> you like Jimmy Butler in uh, Philly? I do, but I, this stuff came out about him talking shit to Brett Brown. Did you see that? Uh, I saw something about. It. I didn't read it. What was the deal? So, like, apparently he talked shit to Brett Brown about, like, his role in the offense. Like, he wanted a high, uh, more – his role expanded in the offense. And so, yeah, I don't know. Apparently Philly's unsure about his future there now. He seems like so, a diva player. Dude, I don't know. I love Jimmy Butler, but he's seeming more and more like that. Yeah. I did not like to see that. He, uh, he seems like OBJ. He might be a little bit, but it's he's so good. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think you. I think you got to keep an eye on it. I think it's too early to tell. Yeah. With him in right now. All right. Um, well, uh, if that's it, we can switch to some soccer news. Cool. We, do, we always uh, we're a popularity show here, so we always go NFL first, a little bit, a little NBA, and like soccer's last because like no one really cares, or like <laughs> few people care. But um, <laughs> man, he's on a run. Yeah, I know. Mourinho just, dude, they hated playing for him, I think. Dude, oh, like, uh, the uh, my brothers were telling me at the start of the season, Mourinho was not playing Pogba. Yeah. How, how on earth do you convince yourself that that's a good idea? Dude, I don't know. When they have beef with players, it's like, they'll go to drastic measures. Like, right now, that's happening with Arsenal and Ozil. Like, they're not playing, they, like, haven't been playing Ozil. Really? Because him and Murray have beef. What? Yeah. It's How can a like, coach like have a have beef with players? Like, it, can you not be more professional than that? Like, play the best player. Well, it's because it's because they they like don't work as hard as the other players because they're Paul Pogba or they're Mesut Ozil. I mean, yeah, but like LeBron. But that, that Man City Liverpool game. Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I uh, I bet that game actually. I bet the tie and got disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that was big though that Man City won because now the league is kind of back up for grabs. Yeah, for sure. And Tottenham looks good too. Yeah, Tottenham is good. Tottenham's look good, really good. Harry Harry Kane has scored in every single game he's played in this year. Really? Yeah, Damn, that's a crazy stat. That it's ridiculous. I don't understand. Um, and then the Pulisic thing—he's going to Chelsea. That's I hate Chelsea, but whatever. Dude, they paid $73 million for a 20-year-old. Yeah. He might be the next Eden Hazard. Oh, that'd be sweet. That I just hope be he sweet. does well for U.S. soccer. We need him to do well. I can't really tell how he plays. Like, is he a goal scorer or, like, is he more like a central attacking mid? I don't know. 
He's more like a central attacking mid, but he plays winger usually. Yeah. But he, he's more of like a playmaker, but he can definitely score goals. Really but quick. he creates a lot too. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it for soccer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much, there's not much stuff for soccer. Liverpool looks freaking amazing. Yeah, I know. Gosh. They just looked I, tired the other day against Man City, I think. Well, yeah, and Man City's really good, too. That's going to be a good race to see. I like I, – I, so, I didn't think Pep Guardiola was a good coach when he was with Barca. I thought he was just, like, piggybacking off Messi and all those players. Oh, that no, had. Pep is good. Dude, he's a good – I watched that a uh, little bit of that All or Nothing uh, okay, Amazon yeah, Prime okay. documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, dude, he gets, like, passionate. Like, he'll start smashing whiteboards and stuff. Like, he's a baller. Yeah, apparently the players love him, too, so. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Um, well, good. All right. Well, we'll get to some business news, I guess, towards right, the sweet. end. Uh, what are some books you're reading? Uh, so I'm reading three right now. I'm reading uh, The Undoing Project by Michael Lewis. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I've heard a lot about Michael Lewis, and I've seen that book title, but I haven't read it. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not too deep into it, but it's basically about like undoing, I wouldn't say like stereotypes, but it's like... Uh, it's sort of like a almost a sequel to his Moneyball book. Okay, um, but it's uh, it's almost like undoing some of his thinking in that book, sort of. Um, Is it so sports yeah, related? It, the first chapter was all about the Houston Rockets and Daryl Morey. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's then the second chapter is about some random dude in like Israel. So. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where it's going. Um, then another one I'm reading is The Art of Strategy. Okay. Which is like a game, a book about game theory um, that my mom got me for me for Christmas. And it's uh, pretty interesting. I don't know if everyone would love it, but if you like strategy and like thinking like logically through problems and stuff, it's a pretty cool book. And then uh, the Start With Why by Start with why. It's like yeah. a leadership book, but it's really good. So are you trying to win more at Catan with that Art of Strategy book or what? No, I just think it's interesting. It's like yeah. all about like how different people think about different scenarios how are you uh how are you so good at Catan? let us in on your strategy <laughs> Catan's easy what do you mean <laughs> i don't know you just have to like beat everyone else and it's pretty easy go more in depth on your strategy so i can hopefully copy it <laughs> just pay attention next time i beat you dude i did i thought i had it and then i didn't because then you change like <laughs> I thought I had your strategy, so I like copied it the next time, and then you changed it. And I was like, "Ah, oh, well." You're next tricky. time. You're a tricky guitar player. <laughs> you got to trick tricky. <laughs> what books are you reading? I am reading uh, "Think and Grow Rich," which like I thought it? I like it. I thought it was going to be like I don't know why I thought this, but I thought it was going to be like more than money, but it's very money based. But, okay, is it really? Like, yeah. Uh, like how to handle your money and stuff like that? Not how, not how to handle it, like how to um, manifest it? Yeah, or like write it down and like put it in your goals and then like it'll kind of come. It's very like universe, like secret kind of stuff. Oh, um, okay. But it's one of those, it's one of those classics where like I couldn't like never read it. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to read it at some point. Yeah. Um, but it has some cool stuff that like some cool stuff that you can write down and like read every night. And like, it kind of, I feel like it helps your attitude. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know how that, like how all that stuff works, but I do know like when I write my goals down, 
it's different. It's a different feeling than like when I oh, yeah. just have them floating it around in my it, mind. It makes it real. Yeah. That's so, it makes it real for sure. Yeah. So Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's like one of the classics. Um, and then I'm reading The Art of the Start, which I think I stole from the book pile here at the house. Yeah. I've read that one like two or three times. Dude, it's, it's cool. It's a good book. It is a good book. And I'm only like a chapter in. And I think. By Guy Kawasaki. Yeah. But like, okay. So what's your take on this? Can you read a book about starting a company? and learn um, how can, to do it i think you can definitely gain stuff from it yeah see that's what i'm going that, into it with yeah like i mean there's probably two or three things that i'll definitely take with me no matter what i when I, whatever business i start i'll definitely take like a couple of those concepts with me but like as a whole no not really yeah but for example like there's a chapter about like the art of bootstrapping in that book <clears throat> and it talks about like say you get <clears throat> 10 million dollars in seed funding or even just like $500,000 in funding. You don't need to go buy an office and brand new chairs and TVs and look like the next Silicon Valley startup. You know, like yeah. none of that stuff is going to help you create a big business. Like don't waste your money. Like learn right. to learn to like bootstrap it. Like right. you don't need to, um, you don't need to just go out and spend a ton of money to create a successful business. Like you, that's how you create a business on like, poor infrastructure and then it collapses right like if you build a building with shiny tvs and stuff like that but you forget to put like pillars over the ceiling and like you forget to build structurally based walls then you're gonna your company's gonna fail for sure and then the other one is like don't always think about like the the size of the pie or don't think about your slice of the pie think about the size of the pie Okay. So it's like, if it's being like, don't, and you'll get to it in the book. But yeah. Those are just two things where it's like, I'll, like, I'll always take those with me. But like, for example, you can't read a book and tell you how to start a company. You know? Right. Yeah. No, that's what I'm trying to get is just little nuggets here and there from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that's, I think that's extremely valuable where you're saying, cause like a bunch of people start companies and they get their first seed round and they want like ping pong tables and like, they want the startup feel. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like you don't need that. You need a minimum viable product. Right. You need to start getting sales. Yeah, and like sales and marketing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, that's cool. What's your second book you're reading? Oh, you already said all your books. Okay. Yeah. So mine's yeah. Three Go Rich, The Art of the Start, and um, Influence, um, which is by Robert Caladini, I think. Oh, The Power of Influence. Uh, no, it just says Influence, but it might be called The Power of Influence. Is that the one I gave you? Yeah. The psycho okay. influence the psychology of persuasion. Or yeah, the psychology of Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So yeah. there's this cr so one one of the parts of the first chapter, this lady owned a jewelry store in a have you you have you read this yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. That Dude. part's nuts. Okay, so yeah, she owns this jewelry store in a tourist area and she goes out of town and tells this lady to mark down the product, this turquoise jewelry that wasn't selling because she just wanted to get rid of it, even if it was at a loss. Yeah. So she tells the lady to put market half off for the tourists that come in. And the lady for, forgets or messes up or something and puts uh, times two, times two, twice the price. Yeah. And like, then she comes back and it's sold out. What is the deal with that? Well, I mean, you get it, right? Like you get why? No, I get it. But like, if I saw a sign that said two times, I'm not buying that. 
Well, no, I think that I think that I think what happened, if I remember correctly, I haven't read it in a while, but like I think the the girl who was writing leaving the store wrote times two on the thing or wrote like half price, and then when they were going in to go through all their inventory, the the person running the store for that day, like the cashier or whatever, saw times two, and so she changed the price to double. So I don't think the people saw times two on the thing. They saw double the price. Well, they saw like so. Say it was a, a forty dollar necklace. Normally, they saw it. It was written as eighty. Okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. So they're not seeing like a because like normally a sign would say half off. But you're okay, saying yeah, you're saying think... you're saying that the customer just saw the price. I think so, but okay. either way, it makes sense because like it makes it seem scarce and rare and like valuable. I mean, you know, yeah, maybe. Because if I go in, if I go into to a store, and I'm like, I'm only in some country for four days, right? And I'm gonna buy a turquoise necklace. I'm not gonna buy the five dollar one, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna want to get a nice one. I'm gonna be like, okay, I'll get the forty, fifty dollar one, the one that's like real and authentic, or whatever. <laughs> Even though they might look the same, but like that's what people are gonna do. Yeah. No, I feel it. Yeah. It's that was crazy to me. Yeah. It's nuts. Man. Okay, so yeah, those are the three books I'm reading. I don't know why I can't just stick to one book, but I have to, I have to read like a couple at a time where I get bored. I usually go through like I'll read a chapter and then I'll go to the other one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Okay, cool. So I guess last piece of business news: Apple is like struggling. Yeah, I think that that should have been foreseen. We should have short sold Apple in October. Dude, that's what that was my first idea. Is why didn't I short sell Apple? Because there's no way that they should have ever been valued that much higher than Amazon. You think Amazon's like that much more valuable than Apple? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they would be closer than, than for, they'd be closer more so than further away. Well, I, I don't think that they would be necessarily further away, but I do think that, uh, I do think that, if Apple is ever higher than Amazon, then I want to I want to buy Amazon, or I want to short Apple. I want to short Apple just because Amazon has so many more things. They have Amazon Web Services. They yeah. have grocery stores. They have Whole Foods. They have Amazon Video. They have Amazon Prime. They have like the Amazon Online Store. They have all this stuff. Apple sells phones and computers and watches. Yeah, they do that very well, but you're right. They do it great, and yeah. they do it better than anyone else. But, like, Amazon is just – Amazon is huge. Is it just know? me, or has, like, Apple as a company not done very well, like, buying other companies and, like, diversifying their portfolio? Well, you know? they haven't really tried to. Like, they've tried with the music. Like, they've more just kind of built on what they already had, which has worked. Like, they they bought Beats, which was great, I think. yeah. Beats, but again, uh, that's just that's like that's less diversifying and that's more like adding. Um, yeah, they haven't gone like what they have. Like they didn't go buy um, Oculus like Facebook did or something like that. Like they didn't try to make a new segment like Amazon did with Whole Foods. Does that, See, make, like, any, I, does that make any sense? Yeah, there's an article right here. It says Apple is worth one trillion dollars and Amazon isn't. That was written in September 16th. Yeah, like, they were the first. That Apple, should have been our thinking. Yeah, so Apple was the first company to hit 100 trillion in valuation, and then Amazon did it shortly after, right? Is that? Yeah, right. But yeah. It, you should have been like, wait a second, that is not right. 
something's wrong there. Right. You know? Yeah. And so they're blaming. So basically they're down 40% since October. Well, they're blaming China, right? Yeah. They're blaming China and they're blaming weak iPhone sales, which it's like, so that begs the question. Like I know a lot of people who just bought the iPhone eight and didn't really care to buy the X or the XR. Yeah. Well, I think the XR they were like, was it such a money grab? Cause they, it seemed like they just released the X and then they released the XR for like, basically for Christmas, like to get Christmas sales. It right. Like, yeah. Which I don't know. That didn't seem like a very good idea, but. Hmm. So anyway, is this the end of yeah. Apple? No. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, like, for example, like I also still have my Apple 6S which is like a while ago now. Like I'm pretty sure there was a seven and eight an X and now an XR. Yeah. But my six is like, no one's phone can really do anything that mine can't do, you know? Yeah. It's like face ID. Like, do I care about that? Yeah. I don't care about that. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I, I would like a new phone cause my screen's cracked, but um, at the same point, it's like I, the value of each new iPhone, I think has become less and less like dimin- the value has become diminishing in its difference between each phone yeah does that make sense yeah oh interesting all right well yeah that was a good pod sweet that was a good first i saw the first attempt you saw the mule yeah so i saw vice uh vice looks dumb vice was pretty dumb also pretty depressing really yeah it was all about like how dick cheney Basically, it was like House of Cards with Kevin Spacey, but it said it was Dick Cheney and how he power grabbed everything about the Iraq war, which I didn't. Oh, God. Yeah. Was that in theaters or was Vice, was that like an Amazon movie? No, Vice was in theaters. Oh, it was? Yeah. And it had Steve Carell in it and Christian Bale. It was, a. I mean. Have you seen that Bird Box movie that everyone's yes, talking about? Yes. I liked it. Well, I haven't seen it yet. Dude, you got to watch, I it. watch I, it. I liked the, like the hype was there. And I've heard mixed reviews. Okay, so did you hear this? Did you hear that Netflix made all those memes to circulate um, to get like to advertise the movie? They because like okay, so pe- people tracked those memes that were out all on Twitter. Have you heard about those memes? Yeah. Okay, so basically they tracked them back to like profiles that were like made recently after the movie was released and had like <laughs> and had like zero followers. So they were like. <laughs> Maybe it's just Netflix making all these bots and like making these memes to like ever free advertise the movie. It could be that, or it's like I remember back in high school, if people made something funny, they would make like a fake Will Ferrell account or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I could then, see that. And then it would just be like, oh, I found something funny. Like I'm, and I, I'll just get really big, like really quickly. And so it could have been Netflix, or it could have been people watching it and been like, oh, this will be a great meme. Yeah, I'm gonna create a new account and. It's a, try to get this account big. It's a very memeable movie, but I also kind of liked it. It like it. It's a thriller, so it's supposed to like get your heart pumping, and I, my heart was pumping. Your heart got pumped. Yeah, so like it did the job. <laughs> I mean, it thrilled me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can ask. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How was the mule though? It was good. I mean, it's uh, it was Clint, the Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. I th- I like Clint Eastwood. I think he's kind of a badass. Yeah, he's plays an old grandpa so well yeah. in this movie. I liked it more because I like it when movies are based on a true story, and it was based on a true story, so I like that. Dang. Um, 
but yeah, it was good. I mean, it, it's like, uh, it's not everything you want for in a movie, but it was definitely entertaining. Nice. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. I always love Bradley Cooper. So that was good too. Is, uh, is a star is born going to win the, uh, picture of the year? I don't know. I haven't seen all the weird indie films that also have they come out with the nominations and stuff. Uh, yes, and well, I just saw in the brew that they think Starsborn's gonna win. I haven't seen the other nominees. I like Starsborn though. Yeah, that was good. That was good. All right, that was a good. Uh, first attempt. Two guys in a mic. Yeah, sweet. That was solid. Cool. All right, thank you to all our uh, all our fans out there, all our faithful listeners. Yes. Shout out to um, what what uh. What's your spirit of choice these days? Spirit of choice? Yes. Oh, Belvedere Vodka. Belvedere? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's like, that, they sponsor like a ton of podcasts. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, also saw, I also heard a sponsor by New Amsterdam Vodka the other day and it kind of made me want to try it. One, okay, so which one do we want to do? Jose Cuervo Tequila? Oh, that's always a good one. My spirit of choice lately has been drinking a lot of red wine yeah me too yeah uh sponsored by apothic red yeah black box yeah i like i like boda box but uh boda box yeah they're yeah. black box is just <laughs> good also if you're going to a movie black box makes these uh portable i don't know how many ounces 12 to 16 ounces they're like little portable ones and you can and just you hide throw it throw it in your satchel yeah you just th- no you throw it i mean i <laughs> that might be uh convenient but I threw it in my jacket and it just looked like I had a little little belly on me. And uh, nice. yeah, so they can't discriminate. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. So I went I, to one of those studio movie girls to watch it. So they had a bar, but it's really expensive. So yeah, it is. Better, so. Yeah. So you got to bring, you got to bring your own wine next time. Yeah. That's a good call. All right. Good deal. Cool. cool. All right. Well, well, thank you to our fans. We'll do one of these next week, maybe after the, after the wild card round. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we did. Go Seahawks. All right, I'm going to go put in this uh, parlay with the Cowboys. I love it. (laughs) Cool. I'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good.